Ahoy, Buck fans! Are ye looking for a different kind of podcast that centers on the yellow-bellied opponents? Well, you've come to the right place. Get ready for an enjoyable, in-depth look back at the important moments, historical facts, and games for the Buccaneers against this week's opposition. It's the No Quarter Given podcast on the BuckPower.com podcast network. Now, let's get started with your co-hosts, Jason Powers and Peter Blake. Right, welcome back to another winning week edition of the No Quarter Given podcast. Our Buccaneers move to 8-3 and three with a big win in Indianapolis, 38-31. We are led by Leonard Fournette, touchdown Lenny, Tutty Lenny, as one Tom Brady liked to say, four touchdowns on the day. Ronald Jones chips in with another touchdown. What a performance by the Buccaneer defense, five turnovers, a little rocky start early, but Shut down Jonathan Taylor for most of the day, and nobody better to talk about the recap than with T.J. Reeves, the Buccaneers net, uh, radio network sideline reporter. Normally we have Peter Blake on, T.J., but Peter's a little under the weather this week, so no better person to bring in than yourself. You were there in Lucas Oil Stadium last Sunday. Welcome to the No Quarter Given podcast, T.J., it's always good to be with you under circumstances, whatever they are. But in this case, with Peter not feeling so great, he'll hopefully be better by the time we get to the weekend. You uh, you put the bat signal up for me, so I am like uh, <laughs> these defensive backs, like Pierre Desir. I'm like yes. D. Delaney, whatever it takes. I'm like Aaron Stinney before he got hurt on the offensive line. Now Nick Leverett, I guess, playing offensive guard. Yeah. In the game last week. Whatever you need, I'm gonna I'm gonna step in. O.J. Howard or Cameron Braid stepping in for Gronk. We've had way too many injuries for the Bucs uh, so far this year, but it's good It's good to be here, and it's good to be talking rematch with the Falcons and a, t- and a chance, really, to all but put the division away. If you can get to 10 wins, I believe you're going – 11 wins, you're absolutely going to win the division. Yes. 10 wins, you're probably good. This is, the, this is the step before the step. This is to get to nine wins and really put a dagger once and for all in Atlanta if you can do that this weekend. Before we get to the Falcons, we're going to do a quick little recap of last Sunday in Indianapolis. You were on the sidelines. The game did not start off great. Quick three and out. The Colts go down the field. The Colts completely flipped the script of what we thought they were going to do. They came out throwing the ball like gangsters, had some success, got up to, got a lead, went to the half up 24 to 14. Was that correct? 24, 14. That's correct. At the half. Just give me your thoughts from the sidelines in that first half. It was an odd first half in that the Bucs couldn't move the ball on offense, but then they stuffed Jonathan Taylor and actually had the lead. I mean, uh, folks, it's seven to three. They got the lead after the takeaway uh, where the ball got punched out and Levante David recovered it. They got a Leonard Fournette touchdown, the first of four on the day. You're thinking everything's fine. And then the Colts took advantage and they're very well coached by Frank Reich. He knows what Carson Wentz can do from the Super Bowl winning yep. team in Philadelphia. Even though Nick Folk won the playoff games and won the Super Bowl, Wentz did a lot of that work to get them to that point with Frank Reich as the quarterback coach in Philadelphia. So he knows yep. what Wentz can do. And they were able to make some big plays in the pass game, take advantage of the Buccaneers secondary, et cetera. But the Bucs made the adjustments. They flipped the script around with the Colts driving. I can tell you at field level, this is why you love it on no quarter given when I can pop on and give you insight at field level, when they were driving early third quarter, if they trouble. put it in the end zone, big trouble. 31, 14, you don't, you hate to say it's over, 
but it is your phrase big trouble down 17 at that point Shaq Barrett gets the sack they flip it around they go down and get seven not three it's now a 24 21 game they get the ball back again and they get the lead 28 21 and then it's just a back and forth uh to the end of this one uh, and the Buccaneers get five takeaways total, four on defense and one on the fumble recovery on special teams on the punt return. Very opportunistic. And I have said this in the recap mode coming off the weekend. I will say it again here on no quarter given. That is gut check time against a playoff caliber team yes. on the road. And they passed the test. Say whatever you want that it didn't look pretty for a while. They won the game and move on at eight and three, my friend. Absolutely. And, and again, I think if you're a Buccaneer fan, we were watching on TV, you're right there on the field. When that when when they score to make it 28 20, or 31 31, excuse me, three and a half minutes to go, I don't think there was a Buccaneer fan that didn't think Brady would at least get him in the field goal range for an attempt. And what and, and give give Byron Leftwich credit. Good play calling there in the last three minutes. He stuck to the run. They ran the ball effectively late, and Leonard Fournette bust out the 28 yard touchdown cool. run. On a great pulling block by Jensen. Uh, I don't think I've seen that play design a whole lot where Jensen's really coming out on that kind of running play, but give them full credit for, for the commitment to the run there late in the game. And I did get the chance to talk with Donovan Smith on Buccaneers radio after it was over. Donovan says, I think I blocked two guys. And I looked at him laughing, going, <laughs> You know, you blocked two guys. He goes, That's right. I know I blocked two guys. And he did. He sealed his guy inside, got to the next level, and sealed like a safety. Uh, yep. as well and then Leonard Fournette brings the wood at the yes. goal line just ran the Colts defender over uh, and then you had a scary moment with the kickoff yes. return yes. where Rogers the kickoff returner ran right by me and we're going to talk kickoff returns and the yep. Falcons and Michael Spurlock in a minute but Rogers ran right by me and your first reaction is oh crap and then the next reaction a split second later maybe a second later I see Mike Edwards tracking right at him to go get him out of bounds. And he made a hustle play that maybe we will look back on that play maybe weeks from now and say how enormous that was because Jason, I want your opinion. I believe if they had scored on the kickoff return, they're going for two. Absolutely. Reich is a gambler. He went for it on fourth down early in the first half for a touchdown. He likes to go for it. I'm with you. I think he, I think he absolutely would have gone for two points there. And try to win it, hey. but instead the Bucks get the win. Be happy with that. Absolutely, and, and give Mike Edwards is a guy who's the ultimate utility weapon for the Bucks. Safety, he can play some nickel corner. Good special teams player. He's made some big plays for the Bucks these last couple of years. Let's get to the Atlanta Falcons. Mm -hmm. This what this episode's about. No quarter game. Remember, Buck fans, BuckPower.com is the place to go for all of your Buck stats, recaps, video, audio. In addition to TJ Reeves on the Buccaneer Radio Network and company, <laughs> buckpower.com. You want to see old school footage of John Madden, Pat Summerall, all the old school video, that's the place to go with uh, all the great recaps that Paul puts together. Every game, every stat, every nugget you need. It is, it is the most unreal resource. We love what Paul has done. It is his life's work, hundreds and hundreds of hours of categorizing every player, every game like you're talking about. And for example, before we hit the record button, we were looking back, trying to figure out last year, were the Falcons up 17 to nothing or not yes. in the game in Atlanta at Mercedes-Benz Stadium? I, I, I immediately go to buckpower.com. It's right there under every game played that the Falcons were winning 17 nothing a year ago. So you talk about a 10-point comeback 
over the Colts last week. They were down 17 nothing at the half against Atlanta and came roaring back uh, with a big second half of 31 points and won that football game. So, again, a great resource. I love the nostalgia. He puts videos up all the time on social media that are linked to the site. The nostalgia of this week in Buccaneer history, December 1st yes. on the Wednesday, I the game it. at Lambeau in 1985. Jason, I still remember watching that game on TV. I do too. Because remember, on in those days, uh, Buck fans, we keep talking about this, most of the home games were not on TV, so you could right. not see them uh, because of the blackout rule. All of the road games were on TV, and you're watching Steve Young and the Buccaneers play in the snow blizzard of Green Bay with literally a foot and a half of snow uh, trying to run around Crazy. and make plays, get shut Crazy. out. Again, all of that's on buckpower.com. Go check out the video. Paul's site is amazing, and I love sitting here and reminiscing. Let's roll the sleeves up and get into it about the Falcons here and the history. One more nugget about that game. Lehman Bennett, former Falcons coach, was in year one as the Buccaneer coach, 1985. Yep, all that's right. correct. This series, the Bucks falcons tied at 28 after the Bucks win week two this year, 48-25 in Tampa. Um, again, very even matchup. We've played the Falcons a lot over the years. Probably This is probably one of the higher number of games, if not the highest number of games against any team, 28, 56 total games against the Falcons in the regular season. So, Bucks win 48-25. The game was close, and then the Bucks pull away in the fourth quarter in week two. We're on now to week 13 in Atlanta. New stadium. I will be in attendance along with you, Mr. Reeves. <laughs> I'll be in Atlanta for the weekend in the game. That's one of the cool things. When I used to live in Birmingham, I used to be able to pop over to Atlanta, two-hour drive every year when the Bucks were in town. So I love going to Atlanta's. A lot of Buccaneer fans in Atlanta, as you know, TJ. I think you told the story on the no quarter given uh, earlier uh, this season with Peter that weren't you there the Super Bowl year when the Bucs won, and that was the year that Sapp picked the ball off on the deflection from Doug Johnson, turned around and pitched it, pitched it to, to Brooks. Brooks, and he ran in. And there yes. were about 15,000, 10, 15,000 yes. Buccaneer fans roaring, and Jason Powers was in the house that Super Bowl year. So now if you're back in the house on, on the uh, defending Super Bowl champs, I'm liking the mojo yes. for, this, for this game. Absolutely. I've seen Michael Vick. I've seen Chris Redman. I've seen Matt Ryan. And now I'll get to see Matt Ryan again. But uh, I've been through the years with the Buccaneers in Atlanta for sure. So, all right. So, we got to have Uncle TJ tell a couple good oh. stories about the Falcons over the years. I want you to tell the Michael Spurlock first ever Buccaneer kickoff return for a touchdown in a regular season game in franchise history. Go ahead. Yeah, that's that's very true, and I'm glad that you put it that way because the Buccaneers had had, and they didn't count in the official record book, preseason game touchdowns. A lot of people don't remember this when we talk about no quarter given in the history of the team, and this is on Paul's site, I'm sure, somewhere, uh, that Frank Murphy, former kickoff returner receiver for the Bucks, the first play of John Gruden's tenure mm -hmm. – preseason game with the Miami Dolphins he ran the opening kickoff of preseason game number one 2002 August 2002 back for a touchdown that doesn't count in the regular season record book right. so again Buccaneers Falcons Michael Spurlock 07 game I still remember it like it was 15 minutes ago yep. that the the Buccaneers were in desperate need of winning a couple of games late to make the playoffs and we're leading this game, I want to say, like 10 to 3, something like that. The Falcons had gotten a field goal and decided to kick it off to Michael Spurlock, didn't get into the end zone. 
Um, and Spurlock grabbed that kickoff and ran right by me on the near sideline TV left. And I would love to tell you that I had a great vantage point of what he did after that. But two things happened. Number one, you running to the far end of the field. It's tough for me to see through the bodies as it is. I stepped out from where I normally stand trying to get a better view, but there were 15 players and coaches jumping up and down doing gymnastics <laughs> on the back end of that play, watching Michael Spurlock run. So I'm watching the video board in the South end zone the same way. And Gene Deckerhoff's famous yes. call is run, Michael, run, Michael, run, because he knew this is yeah. about to be history. So whenever we talk no quarter given in the Falcons, you can't do it without Michael Spur Spurlock. And I still remember interviewing him after the game. Um, and so what we did, I'll, I'll pull the curtain back just a little bit. A lot of times when we had previously in the post uh, in, in the COVID times now, the post COVID-19 times, we don't have access to the locker room to do the same thing. But back in 07, I had access to the locker room, a wireless microphone. I went and found Michael immediately before the rest of the media was in there. And I said, Michael, they're going to surround you to ask you about this, but I need to get you myself away from everything. So we went and hid from the rest of the media. So it's just <laughs> he and I standing there. And we had about 15 seconds before they're coming to me after commercial. And I looked at Michael Spurlock and I said, you do realize what you've done today. And he goes, yeah. I said, no, you do realize what you just did in this game today. Cause it's going to be talked about forever that you yeah. are the first what have you? And he goes, real? And I said, yes. And here we are 14 years later. We will be here 14 more years from now talking about Michael Spurlock's first right. ever kickoff return is against the Atlanta Falcons in the 07 season. I still remember he was on the front page of both the Tampa Tribune and the then St. Pete Times before the merger and it became yep. the Tampa Bay Times. Yeah, He was not the front page of the sports section, Jason. He was newspaper. on the front page of the newspaper front page of the paper color photos of Michael Spurlock taken off. It was that big a deal, a privilege to be part of that moment. There's only one first. It was a privilege to be there and watch that happen. And remember Buccaneer fans, if you want to, if you're in the Tampa Bay area, 98 rocks, the, 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 the uh, local broadcast partner for the Buccaneers, TJ does post game work. He does, he's yep. involved in the pregame a little bit. So he does all kinds of stuff, interviews in the locker room with Bruce Arians and such. Go ahead. All right, so there's a couple of things because pe people have been complaining out of market. So out of market, you have trouble hearing the Buccaneer games through the mobile app. It knows that you're not in the Tampa Bay area or you're not in Central Florida. Okay. So the technology is such that that hinders you. You can still hear the broadcast three different ways. Sirius XM requires a subscription. Yep. Tune in requires a subscription. You can still hear it. NFL.com is a little lesser subscription, but you can go through there as well. Their yep. NFL.com field pass. You can hear it there. But most importantly, I think you were going to probably get here anyway, the Nothing But Bucks podcast. So if you can't hear the radio calls, you can't hear the interviews, I relive all of that on the day after the game, Absolutely. usually on Mondays after the Sunday games now from here on out. So I relive all the highlights with Gene and Dave calling it. I relive all of our post-game interviews of importance and relevance. So you can hear it the day after it's not live, but it's the next best thing. So thank you for the plug because there are a lot of buck fans. I was in Indianapolis last week and there were three different sets of bucks fans going, how do I hear the radio call? And I said the same thing that I just said here to the audience on no quarter given that you've either got to subscribe to one of those outlets, Sirius XM tune in or the NFL game pass, the field pass. That's the way to hear it live on your device at a game other than that, you've got to relive it because they're going to black it out 
they they protect those entities that are subscription based now if you're in the tampa bay area you're in central florida you've got a radio affiliate you've got the buccaneers mobile app or buccaneers.com and you can hear it right through those outlets so thank you for he, the he didn't want me to say this but he does an unbelievable job with the po- with the no the, the no bucks uh podcast on Monday. but it's bucks unbelievable yeah. Yep, it's unbelievable the the audio quality, just everything. He builds up the storylines of the game. Uh-huh. Great job that you do, TJ. If so you, I know. if you want to relive it, especially yes. after the wins, it's perfect on a Monday or a Monday night or a Tuesday driving in the car to lunch, relive. A, good, a great lunch listen when you're eating lunch on a Monday. <laughs> Absolutely. I love right. I love that. We've got two more points. We'll get you out of here. Coaching connections. We've got a lot of yeah. coaching connections with the Bucks and the Falcons. From Lehman Bennett back in 85, we just mentioned. Dirk Cutter, most yep. recently. Mike Smith, defensive coordinator, former head coach of the Falcons. Remember Raheem, Raheem Morris. Morris. Raheem Morris, who was yes. the interim coach a year ago for the Falcons and the former Buccaneer head coach. So uh, and, just, Raheem, and Raheem's last game as the Buccaneer head coach was a horrific memory. I still remember that game. I've got scars forever, I think, from the Falcons scoring about 80 points on the Bucs in his last game yeah. as the Buccaneer head coach. But Raheem was the interim coach last year for those two games at the end of the season when the Bucs beat him both times. And I wish Raheem well. He's now the defensive coordinator of the L.A. Rams. Let's hope Raheem gets another shot in there. But you're right. There's all kinds of... Mike Smith was the Falcons head coach, and then he was the Bucks defensive coordinator with Dirk, Dirk Cutter. Yep. So there have been some Falcon uh, Buccaneer coaching connections uh, in, in recent years. There's no doubt. All right, tell me the last story I want you to tell about the, the – was it Christmas night? <laughs> Christmas, Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. All right. Uh, to set this up, this is late in the year 2005. The Buccaneers are trying to get into the playoffs. The Atlanta Falcons are still alive for the division. The Bucs are still alive for the division. So I'm doing local radio in the market here 16 years ago, doing five days a week on the Buccaneer flagship station on the old WQYK, the sports station, 1010 AM. I am also the USF Bulls, the University of South Florida in Tampa, the Bulls basketball play-by-play guy. So it just so happens we are playing a tournament in all places, Hawaii, in Honolulu, Hawaii, <laughs> the week of the Falcon game. That year, 2005, Christmas week, leading into Christmas weekend, we're in Hawaii. So we work it out where I can be on a red-eye flight Friday night, all night, into Saturday morning because the NFL was playing Christmas Eve Saturday that year. Wow. So a lot of times the NFL does this. Yes. If, if, if Christmas is on a Sunday – they will play the games on Saturday yes. Um, as a full slate. And so that was the case one of those years. Now, this year, Christmas is on a um, Saturday, so we will play the next day on Sunday. We'll travel on Christmas Eve to Carolina and play the game on Sunday. So in this case, the full slate of games is on Saturday. It is a Saturday 1 o'clock Eastern time game. We're flying all night from Hawaii through Dallas. We land my father and I, my father's on season tickets in the north end zone. He's going to the game. He and I are riding to the game. I've got the parking pass. We literally get to Raymond James Stadium about 45 minutes before kickoff, about 12.15. We had left Honolulu, Hawaii the previous night at about 10 p.m. Tampa time and flown all night, flown through Dallas, caught the Dallas flight. It's on time. We get here. I see John Gruden for the first time because I hadn't seen him all week. 
I see John Gruden for the first time coming out of the tunnel right before the game. I stick the fist out for the fist bump. I said, I flew 6,500 miles to make the playoffs today, coach. And he goes, let's get it. And he fist bumped me and ran <laughs> to the sideline. So that, that's the first thing. So this was the wild game. And go again, free plug on no quarter given. Go relive this game on buckpower.com. The 05 Christmas Eve game had it all. Michael Vick against uh, Chris Sims and the Bucks. Wild fourth quarter. It looked like the Buccaneers were going to win the game. Michael Vick drives Atlanta down. They end up winning the game, or they end up tying the game, not winning the game. They end up tying the game. We now go to overtime, and this was a case where if Atlanta won this game, they were now going to be in control the following week to win the division. So the winner was basically in the playoffs, and a chance to win the division, and the loser was in big trouble. So everything is riding on this on this finish now going to sudden death overtime. So in the sudden death overtime, uh, again, re relive this on buckpower.com. Just don't take my word for it or Jason's word for it. I don't know how much of this you remember, but as I bring it back, you might remember some of this. Falcons kick off right in front of me. Edel Shepard is the Buccaneer kickoff returner. He gets hit and fumbles oh, and fumbles at like the 15 yard line. And it is going to be game over on a Falcon field goal for the loss. And I am standing there now going, this is awful. I'm going to now have to go into post game dejected morgue locker room after this loss. And a guy by the name of Dwayne White, a, a reserve defensive end, a reserve player playing special teams, blocks the field goal wow. from the Falcons. I'm trying to remember even who the Falcon kicker was that was trying to win the game. You can look it up on buckpower.com and find it. Dwayne White blocks the field goal. All right, the Buccaneers now drive to the other end, and Matt Bryant is the Buccaneer kicker. Matt Bryant, later the Falcons kicker. He misses in overtime that would have won the game, basically clinched the playoffs. So now the Falcons have the ball. This is where famously Jim Mora Jr., the Falcon coach, is now on the cell phone with Rich McKay, the former Bucks GM, now the Falcons president at this time. Christmas Eve, he's on the phone calling Rich McKay asking, does a tie help us or not? If we finish tied, does that help us? And, and the answer was back, no, the tie helps the Buccaneers. It doesn't help us. We got to try to win the game. So Mora ends up uh, trying to play field position. He punts the ball away. The Bucs drive down. And in the final minute of overtime, Matt Bryant gets redemption, second field goal try, makes the kick, and now it's a happy postgame show. All I know is I was jet lagged. I was delirious. <laughs> the overtime was three heart heart attacks, Jason Powers, but the Bucks won the game. The Bucks made the playoffs, beating the Falcons on Christmas Eve of 2005. And I flew from Hawaii to be there and be part of it that day. And this was that? this was pre twin daughters, so luckily oh, yeah. you didn't have to get up at the crack of dawn no. for Christmas morning. I, I don't know how we would have pulled that off if we had the <laughs> twins. We had the twins three years later. They're now 13 years old, but I don't know how we would have pulled any of that <laughs> off with the twins, but that was nuts trying to get from Honolulu to the Buccaneer game that they won dramatically in overtime. Uh, crazy. So there have been some memories in these Falcon games, and I, I love – Going back through the history, uh, Ray Perkins' first game, 1987, is the yep. all-time scoring yep. record at that time, 48 points in his opening Steve game. Burr. Steve DeBerg, phenomenal. So you have yep. some, yeah, you have some moments in this Falcon series, that's for sure, and it's been All fun right, to reminisce with you. All right, we're going to wrap it up here. Let's do a quick preview of Sunday. You and I, you'll be there, I'll be there. 
This is the knockout punch if you're the Buccaneers. You you yeah. close the division down Sunday if you win this game. Not that not that the Falcons are going to win the division anyway, but you put up you put an iceberg on it. It's over if you win the this game. Come out strong. Do not let this Falcon team hang around. They're depleted. They got Corderell Patterson is their yep. main weapon. No no Ridley. He's still out. You got you know an offensive line that's not great. A defense that's not great. This is the kind of game you got to step on their throats when you get the opportunity here. And I I really, I don't have an explanation on why these two games with Washington and Indianapolis, that they haven't been ready to go on offense because you sandwich in between, and maybe it's just the home setting, the New York Giants game, they were ready to go and drove right down the field and got a touchdown on the opening drive. That's what you need to do Sunday. But again, I don't know what to think because they were behind 17, nothing to Atlanta last year in this setting when they had the playoffs on the line, there, having to win out at the end of the year. Let's just see. And if anything, what last week taught us is even if the start is a little shaky, it's a long game. And Atlanta is not nearly as talented as Indianapolis is. The Buccaneers have to make sure you do not have turnovers. You do not have dumb penalties and things that empower the Falcons. Make the Falcons earn everything that they have to try to earn in this game. And the one thing I'm very encouraged by is the way, and we saw this in the first game too, the way they got to Matt Ryan in the second half of the first game earlier this year with the pass rush, forced yeah. him into mistakes, into bad throws, get after him again. Even if it's not right at the jump in the first quarter, as the game goes on, pressure him, hit him, cause the bad throws. And I think that will result in a couple of turnovers at least. And the Buccaneers should be in good shape for a victory. And our man Vita Vea is missing one less tooth this week. Oh, You saw last week he got hit by the helmet. He's been posting pictures on social media all week <laughs> with his big smile, with his one less tooth. But again, he makes such a difference in the yes. lineup. And Rob Gronkowski on the other side, what yes. a difference he makes when he's in the lineup that opens up this offense for everybody else. Absolutely. And so you got to go take care of business here. I know Devin White is not 100%. He was trying to gut through, speaking of that phrase yeah. again, his hip injury to play in the second half last week. But Levante David is still Levante David. You had hard-hitting safeties. Uh, get that pass rush after Matt Ryan. The Falcons, again, do not have much of a running game. Patterson right. is a receiver turn running back that they're trying to run it with. Yep. And, and as the Colts found out, you're not going to run it on this team, like Bruce Arians said. Slow them down with a run, get after them. Get after them, and let's see what happens, Jason. Uh, absolutely. All right, and, and Bucks minus 11 points right now currently. I know you think that's a little rich, but I think the Buccaneers yes. are going to take – I think they're going to come motivated and take care of business because I think they know you win this game, now your next – your next goal is number one seed, and they got a chance to run the table. Their schedule is very favorable the rest of the way outside of Buffalo. It's a schedule that we really should win every game other than I Buffalo. I think it's fair to say you will know a lot about this team in the first quarter, the first half of this game, about what the rest of the regular season is going to look like. Because if they're locked in and they're beating the daylights out of the Falcons at the very beginning, look out. Right. Look out because the next two are at home to even continue the momentum even more. If they are struggling at the beginning, I don't know what to think because that's three games in a row on the road where you're struggling at the beginning. So how do you, how do you project that you're going to win them all? But I'm all for an easy day. I'm all for beat these guys badly. And can I say this on the no quarter given podcast? I went through this over and over again with Raheem getting blown out and fired 
with the name who we don't like to mention afterwards that was a maniac and a disaster for everybody. Uh, he got beat by the Falcons over and over again. We replaced him with Lovey Smith, who got annihilated in Atlanta on Thursday <laughs> night football. We, we replaced that with Dirk Cutter, who got beaten badly by the Atlanta Falcons a couple of times. We owe these guys, especially when we go up to Atlanta, I'll put it down. on the Falcons again. Because right now, you've won the last two games at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Let's make it a hat trick. Three straight years at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Put it on the Falcons one more time. We owe these guys. Let's go Absolutely. for it. My prediction is going to be 38-20, 38-20 final mm. comfortable win. You're going to have a happy locker room to report to, get interviews from and all that. Tell the audience one more time where they can find you in pregame, postgame, 98 Rock, all that good stuff. You mentioned it, 98 Rock. Buccaneer Radio affiliates are all over the place, uh, all over the state. Again, the Buccaneers mobile app and Buccaneers.com. You can hear it in the Tampa Bay area and in Central Florida. And there are Buck fans that are listening elsewhere. Again, through either SiriusXM, TuneIn, or NFL.com, you can get Gene and Dave's call with me adding some comments here and there on those different outlets. And no quarter given is the podcast. It's yes. on the Buccaneers mobile app. It's on Buccaneers.com. It's available about midday Monday, day after the game. Midday the day after the game, the podcast will be available through the Buccaneers mobile app. No quarter given wherever you get podcasts. No, not, not, like, not no, 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 not. I'm no, sorry, not, nothing but bucks. Nothing, nothing but, but bucks. bucks. I'm confused because I'm on the no quarter given podcast. I right. have it written down right here so that I can say the right one. Uh, nothing but bucks is the recap podcast on Monday, yes. officially through the Buccaneers mobile app. But I love what you and Peter do typically. Get well, Peter, because I love yes. having him with yes. you on the no quarter given here. And again, Paul's site, we can't say enough, is such a great resource. Absolutely. Next week, folks, we preview the Buffalo Bills, a potential Super Bowl matchup potentially coming to Raymond James Stadium. For, I think it's a 425 game, 425 kick in Raymond James next week. And we hope to be 9-3, Buck fans. We will see you next week on the no quarter game. No Quarter Given Podcast, part of the BuckPower.com Podcast Network. And get better, Peter Blake. We'll see you next week, folks. Join us again soon for another preview of a scallywag buccaneer foe when we come back with another No Quarter Given Podcast. And make sure, for the best in historical buck coverage, you go to BuckPower.com. And as always, keep listening to the BuckPower.com. Podcast Network.